This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBookie and Thrive Plus. MyBookie and Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome into another edition of Moneyline Divisional Weekend. In studio with the statistician, my proud partner in grind. At Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him. Josh Jordan! What's going on, Jerry? It is Sunday, and that means more action on football. Man, a great slate of games yesterday, at least for those uh, that had a little action on it. I did pretty, pretty well. And, uh, man, I'm ready to do it again. And today we don't have to wait till 3.30. We're going to get some football just here in a couple hours, my man. He came in here looking good. This man is happy. He's got new cash in his pockets. I look in front of me, though. And we're trying to put more cash in our pockets today. The big game, Chargers, Patriots. And I see a baby blue jersey in front of me <laughs> with little thunderbolts on it. Cam! What's up, players? Bolts up, you know what I mean? What's going on, man? You had to like the way your Chargers looked last week, handling business against the Ravens? I never had a doubt that they would do it. I'm very excited. I don't think I've ever been this excited to be a Chargers fan. This is something new for me. Ooh, man, and this is a good one, right? Rivers versus Brady. This is going to be a good game. I know uh, Jerry's leaning a certain way on that game. I'm not going to give that away quite yet, but we will have some plays for that game. It, it's pretty exciting. I love it when we have the big-name quarterbacks going, man. That That's when it's really fun. And, man, how good did Mahomes look yesterday? Yesterday, he was on fire. We just spoke to Lance about the game, and, Right yeah. after that first quarter, I knew it was trouble. I mean, the first drive, it was trouble. Yeah. I mean, I saw him dicing him down there, and then I saw Ebron. I could hear the ball hitting him, his hands like a rock on that first uh, drive where he dropped it. And I said, man, this is trouble. That it was. Yep. The Chiefs. I mean, we got we, I'm a victim of this, too. And, and th- this is what we got to do in gambling. When you, you have to think, have I seen these scenarios before? Is that stat irrelevant to right now? Everyone rides that stat. Man, the rookie quarterback in the in the playoffs, their first time, their first time in the playoff appearance, and we saw what happened last week, and that's what was fresh on the mind. But not all trends are created equally, and not one of those guys. Don't get me wrong, there's some big names on that, but did any of those guys have the year that, that Mahomes had? I don't I doubt that. No, no, not I doubt that. There's only one guy that Peyton Manning. That had that year. And I'm not saying first-time story. I'm saying period. So to say anybody on that list, any of those rookies that fell into their first game of the playoffs and lost, I don't think any of them fit the mold of what Patrick Mahomes is. And I felt I should have known that. You know what I mean? Knowing what kind of season has he had. Look at the numbers. I mean, you're talking about there's only one other quarterback that's ever even compared to a regular season, period. And I still went against it. I fell for the mush. Yeah, I <laughs> fell too. for the mush. I fell for the everyone on the Colts train. I fell for – I went there last week and saw – I went to the game and saw them put it on the Texans fairly easy and just coasted on in. I fell for the everything. And that's what I'm saying. I kinda, I'm kind of scared today. Uh, same on the Chargers because you're yep. hearing the same talk all week long like you heard over the Colts. They're that darling. And we'll talk about it a little more as we get into the show, but – no doubt about it. No, that was tough. And, you know, I was on the Colts yesterday, too. So sorry for anybody I had on the Colts. Lucky for me, I've, I had some props yesterday that really came through for me. I had the over on rushing total for Damian Williams. How good does he look, man? He might end up being the guy next year. He looks good. They gave him that contract extension. So maybe for fantasy next year, Damian Williams might be legit. And the other one, Andrew Luck, anytime they have him under 20 rushing yards, I fire on the over, and that's come through for me a couple weeks in a row. So I missed on the game, but luckily those props kind of made everything a wash for me, which was really nice. And, uh, yeah, man, Patrick Holmes, he looked amazing. It, 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 
I should have seen it coming, Jerry. Like, you, you remember all the stats about Andy Reid, right? How great he is coming off of bye weeks, you know, and he's so efficient and his teams always do great coming off a of bye. Well, they were coming off a, a playoff bye, right? They were getting ready for the Colts. And I know they had to wait and see who won, the Colts or the Texans, but you're able to take half your staff. You guys look at Texans, you guys look at Colts, and you're able to prepare ahead of time. And it obviously worked. Mahomes was magic yesterday. Andy Reid was calling all the right plays. And I'm with you. I should have seen that coming. And, I mean, at this point, I don't know who can stop that offense. Yeah. They are terrific in every aspect starting from uh, obviously the quarterback now they got a serviceable running back yeah that, imagine if they had kareem hunt still well, i mean it'd be trouble kelsey kelsey i should have taken the over on on him my the Lord. props I, that, I gave out that prop yesterday as one of my biggest plays of the day over six and a half receptions he barely got over there i think he got seven but uh, as far as the yards he yeah, killed it he did prop bets sometimes these games are sharp, these lines, especially when you get late in the year, you're getting towards where there's only four games on the slate. You're yeah. telling me that the odds makers don't have this pinpointed? You're telling me that the odds makers haven't heard the talk about the Colts all week long? You're telling me that the odds makers don't know that the Chargers are getting a lot of a lot of love right now, obviously, and that Brady's not for, I guess, the off year that the Patriots are having? Don't fall for that. Sometimes look at these props. For example, last night, Zeke scoring a Russian touchdown was minus 140. I mean, come on. <laughs> you knew that Zeke was going to have to get a Russian touchdown at one point. Uh, the, the Kelsey one. Last week, let's go ahead and f- talk about what we got last week, yeah. right? Fantasy cash or gambling cash, the prop bet, three and a half field goals in that Ravens and uh, Chargers game. Yeah. I mean, they had it quick. They, they did, and there there could have been even more because Tucker ended up missing one, and then I believe the Chargers kicker got one blocked. Yeah, right, I think Cam? it was like four minutes into the game. Yeah. I texted John. I was like, "Damn it, I should have put more money on this I, prop bet." No, I, I put it on there, but I wish I would have put more. I'm with you, Cam, because it came early, man. That was well. Man, the, the Chargers, the Chargers had four field goals. Yeah, um, in, the, in, the, in the first half. So, I mean, we hit it literally yeah, in the first half. We did, and the, the Jerry put his name on that when that was his play of the week, and it came through almost immediately. Isn't that a good feeling when your bet pays off in basically the first half of the game? And then Cam and I had the same put your name on it. We both had the Chargers plus the points. That came through big time, and really until the end of the game, you never really felt nervous about it. You know, it, it got a little close at the end. Lamar kind of finally started getting going there, but – Man, that it felt pretty good the whole game. Big Philly style. He, he looked good. That's a tough defense, that Ravens defense, man. It, it really is. And he did a good job getting in there and getting the W. It was a good game, but you, whenever you see an opponent twice, and especially in that short of a time period, yep. and they run a, a specific scheme that they had tailored to Lamar Jackson, you better know that they were ready. They were ready. They, I mean, they looked like they knew what was coming. They had seen it before, and they gave Jackson trouble. Again, man, he can. He he's terrific in a lot of ways. He's got to he's got to grow as a passer, obviously, but he's also got to quit fumbling this ball so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I forget what the number is for fumbles, but he fumbles it a lot. I he think does. it was. But going into that game, he had eleven fumbles, and he had lost. I think he had lost three. But this is what we were saying last week: was that all the charge, and it's easy to say it. It's one thing for them to do it, but it was one of those things where I was saying, if they can just get after Lamar Jackson and make him throw the ball, the same things that happened in that first game are not going to happen. San Diego or Los Angeles is not going to give up the big plays, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, they had negative two passing yards, Baltimore did, going into the fourth quarter. I mean, the Chargers played that game perfectly until those last couple of minutes, but, you know. Hey. Man, Melvin Ingram was incredible in that game. He he made a big difference for the Chargers, getting turnovers, and just he was harassing Lamar all day, man. So good job for, for the Chargers, and, man, they got to do it again, all the way back to the East Coast again. They they got the Patriots today. They got to be a little tired, don't you think? We won't, we won't get into that too much because we, we don't want to give away Jerry's play, but – I think that's the concern with the Chargers, right, Cam, is that them having to go all the way back to the East Coast and do it again. Well, that's exactly what I was talking to Lance before the show was, was traveling. The two biggest things was traveling all the way back to the East Coast and Phillip Rivers' 0-7 career against Tom Brady. Yeah. Now, we just talked about how trends can be broken. You know, Patrick Mahomes kind of broke a trend of rookies winning in the in the, in the the postseason. So if there's a, if there's a year that Phillip is going to defeat Tom Brady, I think this is the year. This is probably his last chance, right, guys? I mean— you know, I don't yeah, wanna... Phillip's putting out too many babies, man. He's got, <laughs> you know, he's got like nine or ten kids, man. He, his football days are, are limited now. 
yeah, this is uh, this is probably his last chance to make that run and finally get to a Super Bowl. So we'll see if he can do it today. Man, a lot of great action yesterday. I guess we can get into some of that action uh, in our next segment. Maybe we should go to Andrew, though, you think, well, with some updates on some injuries this week. Yeah, let's go to Andrew, the gal media expert of injuries in the NFL. Let's get it. Breaking news. News flash. What's up, guys? Hey. Up, Cam, you ready? <laughs> I've been ready, baby. All right, so we're starting off with the noon games this week. Um, looking at the Patriots, they're basically 100% healthy. The only person that's even on the injury report for them headed into the game today is defensive lineman Dietrich Wise, and he was limited on uh, Friday. He's questionable with an ankle injury. For the Chargers, there are a few guys on the list. The main man is uh, a Smith guy, Hunter Henry. Um, <laughs> but he was a full practice all week, so even though he's questionable, I would expect him to play. Um, the other questionable players are linebacker Kyle Wilson, fullback Derek Watt, and cornerback Brandon Faison. But they were all full practices on Friday, so I expect all of them to play as well. Um, for the later game today, you have six Eagles players if you want to look at. Sidney Jones, Mike Wallace, Jason Peters, Michael Bennett, DJ Alexander, and Shelton Gibson. All of those guys are questionable. Um, Jones is a full participant on Friday, so it looks like he's ready, going to be ready to go. Um, Mike Wallace, it looks like he might be on track to play for the first time since week two. This is the first time he's been listed as questionable since he's been uh, activated from the injured reserve list. Peters was limited in practice, but he played 100% of the snaps last week, so he's going to play this week. It's just a matter of how long he lasts in the game. Michael Bennett was limited on Friday after sitting out Wednesday and Thursday, but he's gone through that pattern for over a month, so he's going to be shooting up and good to go. Alexander was a full participant in practice on Friday, so he's going to be good to go. And... Gibson, he was a new addition to the report. Uh, it seemed like he tweaked his hamstring on the Friday practice, but he's barely even played on special teams recently, so it's not much of a worry with him. And then for the Saints, they're basically 100% good to go. Even uh, Ted Ginn Jr. is going to be ready to play. So that's all I got for you guys. Let's go make some money. Let's do it. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it, man. So, yeah, so sounds like injuries aren't going to be a, a real big issue for us today, something we don't have to worry about too much. The Ted Ginn thing's kind of interesting, right? Because Breeze loves to take those deep shots to him. So. Someone's going to get those balls today. This is just a crazy game where you see Teddy Ginn up there again, and you didn't even realize he was still on there. I mean, it's crazy, <laughs> though, but someone's got to catch that long ball today. No, for sure. Michael Thomas is going to do the, the underneath stuff. And uh, I think he'll probably have a pretty good game against those Eagles defenders that aren't that great. We're going to touch these both of these games in depth. We're probably going to give them each a whole segment just to get down to the to the bones of it. Yeah. Make sure we give you the best bet in our eyes. I mean, win or lose, it's it's always a gamble. That's why we do it like that. And we'll always give you the best fantasy plays from every game. Also, there's a two-game slate today. Before we go to break, the Sharp Resort uh, Sharp Report brought to you by Thrive Plus. Money coming in on the Chargers, 55% of the bets. The money, 57% also on the Chargers. People are filling them. As far as tickets on the second game, 52% of the tickets on New Orleans at 8.5. So it's pretty much split even as far as the money. Philly is getting the money, though, at 60%. Philly, Philly, we'll see you when we get back. This is Monday Night ESPN 97.5. Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. If you want to get in and talk anything gambling, if you had a bad beat, as I did last night, or yesterday, I'm sorry, in the first game with the Colts. If you had the Colts on the teaser, as I did, and you had your heart broken on that pass that was dropped, give me a call. I'm ready to hear about it. 
713-780-3776. Or you can get us on Twitter at Moneyline975. Josh Jordan, Clutch City Cam, your boy Jerry Bowe. Let's talk about these games coming up. Let's get into the, to the important stuff. The Chargers, the Patriots kicking off right after the show. What do you think about this, Josh? Man, this is a tough one. I I want to lean towards the points in the Chargers, but you know that whole Tom Brady guy, he's kind of good. So that kind of worries me just a little bit. This is one I've been like I'm trying to decide if I want to hit that button and place the bet. You know that feeling, Jerry, when you're just staring at your your phone or your computer screen and you're trying to decide if you're going to do it, but man, I think this will be a good one. I think it's going to go back and forth. You know, you feel like the Patriots got to lose at some point, right? Like Tom Brady's in his forties. They can't keep doing it, but I don't know that so far it looks pretty good for them. They, they seem like they have the magic touch, but like we were talking about in the previous segment, if, if Philip Rivers is ever going to do it, this is the time to do it, man. So I'm still kind of on the fence with this one. I, I might need Jerry Bow to kind of give me a little knowledge on this game, some thoughts. Cause I don't, I don't have a real definitive feel for this one yet. Do you, do you have a side that you're leaning to, Jerry? We say the Patriots are vulnerable, right, this year, or as vulnerable as they've been in recent memory. But at home, they've been yeah. who they are, the Patriots. At home in the playoffs, it's an even tougher cookie to, to get to, right? Yeah. So you ask yourself, 8-0 straight up, 6-2 and two against the spread in the last eight games. Haven't lost a playoff game at home since 2013. On the other hand, you have a Chargers team that's 5-1 and one against the spread in the last six road playoff games with Rivers as a starter. Recent memory tells you, last year, the Patriots were in trouble in that game against Jacksonville. Yeah. That Jacksonville defense can be compared to the Chargers almost this year. Maybe not so much. Well, even as far as the sacks, even as far as the pressure. I was talking more on the back end and the defensive backs, how they are shut down. If you put Rivers in that same spot, that Bortles had last year, Rivers closes that game. Yes, yes. Rivers ain't letting that game go. And that's what has me leaning, leaning Chargers. We'll make it an official play before this thing's over. It's just so hard to go up there and go against a team that's 15-0 straight up, 12-3 against the spread in their last 15 games as home favorites. When they're in the playoffs and they got a home bye first week, the Patriots win those games by over 16 points. What's different this year? Well, I, I think you hit on it, right? They're playing a team that actually has a, a good quarterback. You know, that was the difference last year with Bortles, is you knew he wasn't going to hold it. You know, you knew that Brady was coming. So th- th- that's what concerns me a little bit. And the other thing, too, everybody go to Sports Map, by the way. Jerry just released a soccer play. Uh, we, we tweeted it out of the ESPN 97.5 account. Definitely follow at ESPN 97.5. We push out all of Jerry's content. So quickly, Jerry, because I know this one starts at 1030, right? Yeah, big uh, play right now. Yeah. 10 minutes. It starts in the English Premier League. 10 minutes. Go over to Sports Map right now. I just updated it. Let's make some money before the football even kicks off. That game will be ending. You'll be collecting your new nickels, and we'll go ahead and push them on. We'll give the bet in a little bit. Yeah, we, we will. So, quick, yeah, we'll get back here to the Chargers game, but I wanted to let everybody know Jerry's got a really good play here. Get over to Sports Map if you want to get in on the action. You only got about 10 minutes until the game gets started. But, yeah, I think this is actually going to be a really good game, even gambling aside. I'm excited about Rivers going against Tom Brady. At the same token, I'm excited that we might get a Super Bowl that's going to be like Breeze versus Brady or even Breeze, Ooh. you know, Breeze versus Rivers is, is good too, right? So I am excited that... The thing with the Patriots, it's like the you know the the Warriors, right? They're in it every year, so you get kind of tired of seeing the same thing, every, you know, over and over and over. Like Rivers versus Breeze, that would be that would be fun to watch, man. That's you know, ex Charger quarterback going against the Chargers. That I think that'd be a good matchup. That's actually kind of what I was thinking about was how the fact that you know Drew Breeze was there, and then they basically got rid of Drew Breeze to bring in Philip Rivers, who Philip Rivers really wasn't even their top po- choice. They yeah. went Eli Manning, and there was that whole fiasco where Archie Manning was like, "No, my kid's not going to San Diego at the time," so Eli went to the New York Giants. And yeah, like I said, I I really would like to see a Breeze and and, and Philip Rivers uh, a matchup. I mean, we're talking about Rivers. If if he doesn't win anything, he might go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks to not accomplish anything in the postseason because the guy's already, if I'm not mistaken, top twelve in passing yards. He's up there in touchdowns, but he doesn't have that that win. You know, and Drew no. Brees even has that single Super Bowl win. Philip Rivers doesn't have it. So th- this is big for Rivers' legacy. 
no doubt about it. He probably had his best shot back when LaDainian Tomlinson was on the team. But, you know, Melvin Gordon's, a, you know, he's a good back. So we'll see if they can get it done today. What about the uh, the total on this one, Jerry? Do you see this being a high-scoring game between the Patriots and the Chargers? Or do you have a feel for that? I'm stuck on this going both ways because I wouldn't. I want to say under, but I feel that the way that the Chargers defense runs, that, that they, they operate, they're going to get that Patriots offense off the field pretty quick sometimes, and they'll score their own. I think that the Chargers are going to score in the mid-20s for whatever reason, whether it's it's from a good field position, whether it's a turnover, something's going to happen. Sacks is what's key in this game. Last week they had seven against Lamar Jackson, Bosa, Ingram, bringing that heat. Against the spread, 39-43, and 43, when he sacked more than three times is Tom Brady. That's a losing record against the spread. You better believe that the Chargers are going to bring pressure. The way they do it, though, they don't even have to bring extra men. The same way we go back to that Jacksonville team, they could create pressure without having to blitz extra guys, and that's trouble because then you have the guys in coverage. Brady gets uncomfortable. He has to move off his spot. You saw against the uh, the Steelers, for example, a team that, that can get to the, pre- uh, the pressure of the quarterback and what did he do, 10 points? That's who he is when he is pressured. They're going to have to use that quick, quick game. As far as the total, you have a snail's pace in the in the Chargers. They run at the least uh, or at the slowest pace in the league against a Patriots team that's first in pace in the first halves of games. So do the Patriots want to come out and start swinging fast? Are they going to lean on that run game? Because the truth is, an explosive pass, pass rate, Chargers the third, Patriots 12. How about explosive run rate? Chargers fifth, Patriots 21st. Defensive side, D, uh, Chargers 16th, Patriots 15th. They're both pretty much the same. Everything on the all defensive side, as far as uh, play rate, explosive run rates, they're, they, they're pretty much average. But again, you can beat this specific Patriots team by attacking with the pass. That's where I think that they – and Rivers, uh, again, if I could have any other quarterback to go into that stadium and not fold, it's going to be Rivers. He's not going to fold. He's going to throw that ball. They, like Cam said, this is his – he knows it in his head. If yeah. we're thinking he knows this is it, this is my best shot, maybe my last shot to get this far with a defense like this, all I have to do is beat that that Patriots team. I can beat that team. Just one game. And the way Patrick Mahomes looks and this Chiefs team, right – Getting out of that division going forward is going to be tough. That yeah, division is stacked. Yeah, yeah. New England allowed 29 passing touchdowns this season, 22nd against uh, in passing yards allowed against the run. They're seventh. There's a big difference. Rivers knows that. Don't, they obviously got to use the run somewhat, but that pass game's where it's going to be at. Look for for Allen. Look for. I mean, yeah. everybody's got to get their hands in. This might be a Mike Williams game again. I mean, I everyone, all hands on deck. If you want to go in there and beat the Almighty Patriots in that stadium today, all hands on deck. No doubt, and I got to think Gilmore is going to be on Keenan Allen for most of the day. And that's going to be a tough challenge for Keenan Allen. So I think you're right. Could be a Mike Williams game. It looks like, you know, we were thinking Hunter Henry might play last week. It looks like he is going to play this week. That could definitely, he practiced this week. So he's probably going to play. That could be a difference maker here today is, you know, Rivers gets that new shiny toy. He gets an athletic tight end instead of, you know, the hundred year old Antonio Gates running down the field. So that could be a difference for them today. Who actually looked pretty good last week, Antonio Gates did. And more to the, to, to the over and the under for me, this one is tricky for me too, because the, the chargers have literally averaged 24 points the last five weeks, obviously in order to win, if they want to get to hit that forty eight, you can't give up twenty four points to the Patriots. So you have to obviously allow less. So that why for me is why it's real hard for me to go over the forty eight because the Chargers are going to have to obviously they can't get into a firefight with New England if they're going to average twenty four points like they've been doing. Obviously, New England's going to have to average lower than that. So for me, as much as I don't want to, I have to go under the forty eight for this one. And you know the the other takeaway for me is is. I mean, the Chargers are going to have to punch it in the end zone this week. Yeah, you know, like we loved all those field goals last week because we had the over on the field goals, but you're not going to beat Tom Brady kicking four field goals. You're going to have to punch it in the end zone. Some numbers from the Brady-Bilichick era. 
Five and one straight up, four and two against the spread in the last six playoff home games. Eight and one straight up, six and three against the spread in the last nine at home in the playoffs. Also, nineteen and three straight up, twelve nine and one in the last twenty two game sample since two thousand. One weird, weird, weird number that sticks out here though. In day playoff games, usually you get Brady in the night game, right? There. Yeah. In day ones, though, he's 19-9 straight up, but he's 13-15 against the spread. He has a losing record against the spread in playoff day games. 28-game sample. Just something to keep your eye on. Yeah, that, that makes sense, right? Because those night games, all those fans, they're, they're drinking all day. You know, they're going to be loud by the time that night game comes around and they've just been tailgating for eight hours. You know, they're, they're starting at like 12 o'clock today. So I'm sure they're going to start drinking at seven o'clock this morning, but they're not going to be as lathered up as they would in a night game. So, yeah, that could play into it with the crowd not quite being what it would be in, in a night game. So that does make some sense. And we were, we were talking about earlier the East Coast travel. As much as that sucks for the Chargers, they dealt with it last week. So we can't we can't entirely write off the fact that this could actually be I'm not going to say beneficial, but as not problematic as we think. Because if they just were on the East Coast for a game that's at the same time, then they kind of know how to deal with it. So, and another number supporting the under before we go to break, just to tie up this game. Patriots have been favored nine times since October 29th this year. One in eight is the over-under. It's only gone over one time in the, when they were favored this year in those nine games, going under by 7.3 points. That's over a touchdown. I'm liking that under the more I think about it. The way the Chargers got to win this game is going to be in a it, – it, not in a shootout, obviously. I don't think so. Don't get me wrong. I just – man, it's so hard to go against Brady. But I, I'm catching myself remembering what happened last year in the Super Bowl and everything told me that the Eagles were the better team. I saw a, a a visual on the on the TV the other day, and it showed the best players from both teams on this on this particular game. And it was you know Brady, you have Gronk, but out of that top ten list, I think it was seven of them were Chargers. And I remember that same thing went down last year whenever the Eagles. And I remember telling myself, if you get the top ten best players out of that game, eight of them are from the Eagles team. Two of them are going to probably be on that other side. And I still had that Tom Brady factor in my head. I'm, I can't do it this year. I'm sorry, Tommy. I can't do it. The Chargers got the right remedy to pull off this upset. Is Vegas telling us that the Chargers are the better team with it being a four-point spread here in New England? Pretty much. Don't get me wrong. Some, not all home fields are created equal. So I guess you uh, you can give the Patriots a three-and-a-half or four, a solid four this late in the year in the playoffs. So they're telling me on a neutral field these teams would be a picket. I would take the the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, I would take the Chargers, the, the team that basically plays every home game on the road. Uh, they, 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 yeah. I mean, they don't have a home field advantage. They're used to this. They're primed for it. They're road warriors. We're about to see a, a throwdown this game. I don't see it a blowout anyway. I think no. it's going to go down towards the end, and at the end, it's about that pressure. If they can create that pressure, get them off the spot, they will cover that number. Chargers plus four. There you have it, guys. All right, we got a lot more. We're going to get to a lot more of the games. We're going to recap some of the action that happened uh, yesterday. And then we're also going to talk about some of these coaching changes and how that may impact fantasy next year. So uh, we'll be right back. We're up against it. You're listening to Moneyline 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN975.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. Little about an hour and a half till kickoff. If you have any question, you're out there wondering, do I need to press this button right now? I'm looking at this computer. What do you got for me, Jerry? What do you got, Josh? And you know what Cam's going to say about the first game. Yeah. <laughs> but we're here to help. We're here to talk about it. We're here to talk about bad beats. We're about to get into one of those right now. But 713-780-3776 or at Moneyline975 on Twitter. Josh Jordan, Clutch City Cam, Jerry Bo. Let's talk bad beats. I stress all the time on these articles, and, and I'm guilty of it also. Don't get too high and too too low on these wins. 
basically that Colts game shattered me. I mean, whenever he dropped that to cover the the uh, the teaser and he drops that pass, and they still had the ball. I knew it was over. I mean, I, I looked at it. I just said, man, they're not going to score. I was broken. I said, man, why am I doing this, though? It's it's a gamble. You knew it. You came into this knowing that, and that's what it is. I've talked to a bunch of people on, on messages yesterday after the game, and it's it's a gamble. The best people in the world out there, these guys are hitting like at 58, 59%. You tell yourself right now, if you're not a gambler or a full-timer, or you're just a guy that thinks that knows sports, you're telling yourself, man, I could pick six out of ten winners all the time. Go ahead and try it and tell me about <laughs> it. Like, Go ahead out there and play against that computer-generated number week in, week out, and you're going to realize that number's sharp. Now, we try to put you on the right side as much as we can, but at the same time, it's it's tough. You can't do anything when the – Kansas City came out there dicing it. Yeah. They came out there dicing it. They they had their foot on the gas from the get-go. There was no letting up. Don't get me wrong, though. Throughout that game, I always had a, 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 a at least a hope that Andrew Luck would get that backdoor cover. Yep. Now, they scored, they they go down, I forget it, what was it, 11 or 12? They were they were and then and then KC gets the ball back. And it was just punches back and forth. Every time that the Kansas uh, that, that that Colts recovered a fumble, boom! Then Andrew Luck fumbles it right back. So it's one of those games that you learn from. Take everything as a whole that you learn from the game. The weather aspect. What did the total do? Next time that that happens, look at that. No, that weather starts hitting while people are on Twitter looking at the pretty panoramic pictures of the stadium and all the snow people that are betting they're over there hammering those numbers by the time that you even snap to like man this game is not going to go over look at the snow by the time you win you already lost two points yeah you have to be ahead of the game as soon as you wake up if that was if that was your mentality don't get me wrong me i figured okay that that field is going to be cleared off they have it covered they they installed that heating system a few years back it's going to keep the snow off and it didn't stop the chiefs one bit no now the colts they got off to that slow start is it a this is my question is it a product of all the traveling all the must win games Probably that had something to do with such that, a right? slow start, right? Yeah, because they had to get up for that Titans game just to get into the playoffs, and then they had to beat the Texans, which wasn't very hard for them. Let's be honest, unfortunately. And then, yeah, then you got to go face Mahomes, and then when he goes right down the field to start the game, you know the Colts are just like, oh, it's going to be one of those days. You know they they knew like we're not going to stop this guy. Tyree Kill looked amazing. Kelsey was just out of this world. So yeah, that that they had to be a little bit fatigued and. They started off slow. It felt like the, the Texans-Colts game, but this time the Colts were the Texans, right, where they, they got down early and it didn't really feel like they were ever in. I was with you, though. I was like, maybe they'll get that backdoor cover. That's what I was hoping for. But, no, didn't happen, man. One thing that I noticed that, I mean, maybe I didn't look for it as much, or but I'm pretty sure it's because it's these high-powered offenses. But how many fourth-down attempts are there now? Oh, man. I mean, it's not even – you look at Andy Reid, he doesn't even – it's not even like a flinch. It's like, okay, yeah, they're going for it. They're yeah. going for it. I mean, you're seeing teams – it's like playing someone's little brother on Madden now. They're going for it on the 35 – on their own 35 or their own 40. It's it's no I mean if it's one two yards they're going for it you're and right don't get yeah. me wrong I I like it I mean from a from a gambling perspective too it opens up doors from a perspective that if they get stopped there that total and always look for that now uh, that's another always look for little little keys little angles if you got teams that go for it all the time on fourth downs then if a stop that gets you that gets you field position right there short field or if not. They get it either which way. That means the teams are searching for points. That's the games that you want to hit live. Always remember that. Somebody asked me, what is it? Why do you bet a game after the second drive instead of betting it pregame? Because I wanted that half extra point. Like the spread was seven, and I know the other team's getting the kick, and hopefully they score a field goal. Now I got that seven and a half I wanted. If I wait an extra drive and we don't score and they get the ball back, I might have eight, eight and a half now. So it's just little moments like that. The, uh, first down run, now it's second and 12. They come out there, and you know it's a team that thrives on on field position, say, and they're up by some, by X amount of points, 10 points, so they, they don't need to gamble. Second down is probably going to be a conservative play. Now in your head, you, you have to gamble on gambling. Now you're thinking third down, 
They're going to be third and long. Hopefully that clock stops. It's third and long. Uh, it's probably a pass play. If it stops, then I'm going to have X amount of minutes when I get the ball at pretty much this range of the field. That's where your live plays come. Not waiting till they punt it and then everyone sees where you got the ball and everyone goes from there. Don't do it like that. I'm telling you, micro like get the game and split it in little pieces. Little pieces and tell yourself what's going to happen next. And that's how you can get an angle. No, that's good advice. And, you know, I was I was texting with Jerry during that, that Alabama-Clemson game because I didn't think it was going to go like that. You mm-hmm. know, I, th- that's not how I saw the game going. And so I was asking, you know, Jerry, and he gave me some good advice. He's like, you know, just kind of be patient, wait till halftime. And uh, I took his advice, and it worked out for me. I'll, I'll leave it at that. We actually uh, we got a call here from Robert. He's got a gambling question. Mary, uh, maybe uh, me and Jerry Bo can get him on the right side with this one. Robert, what you got for us? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? I was co- I was calling in um, because as far as gambling and sports-wise, too, in the playoffs, I know there's going to be one upset. So it wasn't no upset yesterday. So it's either going to be the Chargers pulling an upset or the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. And I really think it's going to be the Chargers this week. I like your thoughts, yeah. man. And- and like I said, like your makes, thoughts too, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense, Robert. You ask yourself, how how are the Eagles going to go into the Saints? And we're going to have a whole segment on that game as well. We're going to break it down from every angle we can. But you ask yourself, how? How? Is it more Foles magic? It's going to take a lot more magic of him to pull that off than Rivers and his defense being able to shut things down. I, maybe it's wishful thinking. I close my eyes and I see Brady. I want him. I want him on his back in that fourth quarter, just be, you know, going over there and yelling at somebody on the sideline that shouldn't be getting yelled at. Like that's wishful thinking. I want to see Ingram doing what he did at the end of the last game with the Ravens, where he was celebrating. I want to see that. Maybe it's wishful wishful thinking. Maybe. I mean, don't get me wrong. Patriots, Chiefs. Would yeah. be crazy. Yes. I mean, crazy. I was looking at the look, look ahead lines. Some of those are 60 over-unders. The over-unders are already at 60. Now, if you remember what happened in that, uh, it was a Monday night or Sunday night game. I believe it was Sunday night whenever the Chiefs and Patriots played. Right. It's a shootout. It's a shootout. And that's when Mahomes really, people already knew what was coming. It was a few weeks in. He had already shown, but he showed that he doesn't fold it no matter where he was at. Although, I mean, it was the best loss you can have. It it was. And the final was 43-40. You know, so it was a high scoring. What I find really interesting, third quarter, Chiefs scored 17 points. In the fourth quarter, Chiefs scored 14 points. So, I mean, the second half of that game, they were laying it on there. But the Patriots scored 16 in that fourth quarter, which, you know, obviously got them to the win. So that's not crazy, man, that that high over-under. I mean, 43-40, to that... Man, that'll be a fun game to watch if they play each other again. It's crazy how good that Chiefs defense is, the splits at home rather to on the road. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, though. A lot has to do with the offense being able to go up by a lot and they can pin their ears back and get that pass rush going. But, I mean, even the defensive backs looked good yesterday. They were yes. out there looking. I mean, I thought they were the worst te- uh, defense this weekend. They ended up being maybe the best after what they did looking at Luck. I mean, to yeah. hold Luck like that is rough. Well, and— and- and even more to that, well, I'm sorry, I'm th- I'm thinking the completely wrong game. <laughs> I was about to <laughs> totally different. Um, and also, well, crazy from that game, and something that needs to be talked about because we talked about it all year, and we gave him so much props. That coast offensive line was getting pushed. They were getting pushed back into luck, and you saw how many batted balls. Yes. That was crazy. How many yes. batted balls? And on those batted balls and those plays, luck had somebody open. You could tell whenever quarterback. Drops back like that, and he he makes that decision quick. It's like he saw someone. Jones blocked the ball down. Jones batted the ball down. You're thinking, yeah, what is going on here? Why is Quentin Nelson getting pushed into the quarterback to where Luck? Even I think it was in the third or fourth where where Lucky threw the ball like on his own ten and it looked like a fumble. But it, you look on that, he didn't even have a space to, to step up. He ended up stepping into somebody's foot and kind of falling over and throwing the ball. He didn't have space to make his throws. How many times did you see Ty Hilton just burn off and get 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 going? Nothing. They didn't give him time. It's crazy. We're talking about the Kansas City defense. We are, and we were talking about how great that Colts offensive line was, right, after last week's performance. Yeah, Quentin Nelson, come on. Yeah, what did they do? They had Marlon Mack only carried the ball nine times. Nine times. Only nine times, but he was at 5.1 yards per carry. It was a pretty good clip, but they got down early, so that— 
you know, that run game, they couldn't do what they wanted to do. They couldn't control the game. Marlon Mack, nine carries. Naheem Hines had three, and Luck ran a couple times. I mean, that was it. That is not what you were expecting. We thought that ground game was going to get going. With man, Marlon Mack looked like Walter Payton against the Texans. I mean, yeah, the, I mean, guys I mean, were just bouncing off him. The Chiefs did exactly to the Colts what the Colts did to the Texans, which yeah. to me is incredible because the Chiefs' secondary is so terrible, yet they held... T.Y. Hilton to, what was it, three targets, one catch, 10 yards in the first half, but he burned the yep. Texans secondary who was adequate this year. I mean, it's just it's crazy how one week the whole team can just flip-flop like that. It, it is, and it shows you Andy Reid. He, he's good, you know, having a bye week to prepare. He really is. The stats bear that out, and he showed it yesterday. They look prepared for that game. You know who's the biggest loser of this weekend? Le'Veon Bell, what does it do for him as far as you can pick up a C.J. Anderson off yeah. the street and he'll go out there and bulldoze his way into the end zone. Or you could get a Williams and yeah. look what he did. And Le'Veon Bell is over there asking for these big bucks whenever there's guys willing and on the, they're ready. There's, this is the yeah. NFL. These guys are ready. C.J. Anderson's out there Four looking. Four different teams in one year, C.J. Anderson. Looking like, like I, a Frito I, burrito. Yes. I kept telling I said, who is that? They kept comparing them to Natron Means yesterday. I'm like, it's Natron Means and Jerome Bettis had a Baby, it looked a like big a baby. Yeah, <laughs> it was a big bus running. Mega bus, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mega bus. He looked great. You're right, man. So I'm thinking maybe the Texans is a fit for Bell because everybody's putting him with the Colts, right? But why? I mean, the Colts have Marlon Mack, Naeem Hines. I mean, they don't. Why would they want to pay all that money to Le'Veon Bell? They, they have everything they need in house. But the Texans, that makes some sense. You got Lamar Miller making seven million bucks next year. Why not take that money and pay it to Le'Veon Bell? Why not go over to Sports Map right now and watch the video on why Le'Veon Bell will become a Texans by none other than Joe Blank, right? Yeah. And he tells you that's why Le'Veon Bell should land here. He makes a good fit, and the Texans need it. So yes, and you know you can ask. You could bet on where you think he's going to land. You, you know, you can bet on all this kind of stuff. And the place I like to do it, Jerry, you know where I like to get my gambling on. My bookie. My bookie, guys. Let's face it. These guys in Vegas, they set the lines on these games so that we can bet on them and make them more interesting. And, and that's what we do. Yesterday, bing, bong, bing. I put some money on the Rams. It came through. Money in my pocket. And you just got to remember, guys, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. My bookie's an online destination to get action on any game. They're safe reliable they've been in business for years and that's why jerry and i recommend them they have in-game betting jerry was just talking about that there's little points and flashpoints in games where you can see it's about to turn you go you get onto my bookie you place that bet and you win money guys and how about the props they have and the over under on fantasy players and rushing and receiving yards man that saved me yesterday i, I had the colts but i had damian williams on the over i had todd Gurley on the over for rushing total and that is what came through for me big time guys so just Get on your computer, your mobile phone, go to mybookie.ag, get your account started. And right now, guys, they will match 50% of your deposit. You put in 100, they'll give you 50. So get in there, use the promo code radio to activate that offer. That's all you have to do, guys. Go to mybookie today. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'ma put the drip on the plate. Yeah, I'm an ice glacier. Imitate. Hey, hey, feed me grapes, maybe with the Drake. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. Got too many girls to let one of them go. When I make a purchase, I can't wait to show. Whoa, whoa. She better put a pinky ring on Snow Globe. I'ma have that bitch the on like a Coco. She was going up and down like yo-yo. You can say I'm pretty cause I always want more. I don't fuck with homes cause they want some slow folks. Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 97.5.com presented by Thrive Plus live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. Just a group of guys that go by Moneyline and try to put money in your pocket every single Sunday. Josh Jordan, Clutch City Camp jamming as always. Jerry Bow, shout out to Hector out there. Hey, putting up the podcast on time right after the show. If you miss anything, go over to Podcast Arena. Go ahead and get the download. Hey, 
I'm going to post it right after the show. So go ahead and subscribe to it. I'm going to put it on Apple Podcasts, uh, 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 everything. So go ahead and make sure that you uh, subscribe to the show. Even after football, let's go ahead and talk about future plans just real quick before we get into the segment. From here, from what we've been told, the show might it's going to keep going. Yeah. So you ask yourself, what's going to happen after football? Uh, you know, fantasy obviously is dwindled down. So where do we go from here? March Madness is on the horizon. Basketball's getting going. We're going to make sure that we, uh, during this offseason, we'll talk about the theory of gambling rather than just actual picks also. Why? What do you look for, Jerry, whenever you start these these soccer bets? What is it that you're looking for when you live bet? How do you even bet soccer? I know there's a guy out there thinking, man, I'd like to bet it, but I don't even have the first clue about it. Well, that's what we're here for on Moneyline. We're going to get into all these types of things. We'll get into, like I said, March Madness, the theory of gambling, there might be an audio book soon coming about. <laughs> there you go. Uh, an audio book soon, uh, book soon, soon coming about uh, the theory of soccer gambling for the beginning. How to soccer gamble, soccer gambling for dummies, if you want to call it that. But I don't call it dummies. I call it for the the person that's one and the one person that wants to experiment. They've touched football, basketball. Now that soccer's rising, football offseason, soccer never stops. That's why yeah. I love it. I'm an action junkie. As soon as soccer's done, I mean, uh, football's done, soccer's in the prime. Champions League, everything that you want, go ahead and just check us out. All my stuff's on Sports Map. Josh is going to be here with me. And like I said, we'll talk every kind of sport, every type of gambling. We'll have, we'll even have golf talk, put it that yeah. way. We're, we're the, the, the DFS golf world is a big thing. Yes. And we'll have our guy, Josh ADHD, that usually comes on and does uh, fantasy football DFS. He's actually a really, really good guy as far as golf. So we'll have that, and I'm just real excited to keep things going, Josh. So it's been a it's been a fun ride. It has, man. The season went by so fast, so it's going to be fun. Everything Jerry said, I echo. We're we're going to talk about all that, and the other thing too, we're going to still hit on fantasy football in the off season because. I think that's one of the reasons I'm good at fantasy football is it's not a seasonal thing for me. I'm on this year round. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm, I'm paying attention to this stuff. And that kind of leads me to some of these coaching changes, right? That's going to have an impact on fantasy this year. So we won't get to all of them, but quickly, let, let's talk about Tampa Bay. Bruce Arians going there. He's going to work with Jameis Winston. I think that's a good thing for Jameis Winston. I think for fantasy, the one guy that it, I think it's going to hurt, and I think you'll probably agree when I say this, is O.J. Howard. Over the course of Bruce Arians' career, he typically doesn't use the tight end very much. It's wow. just not a big part of his offense. So I, I think O.J. Howard's a guy that uh, you know he's, he's going to take a step back this year. But I think it's going to be really good for Mike Evans. I think – Maybe Le'Veon Bell makes some sense there. I don't think they're real happy. Is Peyton Barber really doing it for you at the running back position? That might be a – I mean, think about David Johnson in Bruce Arians' offense, right? He was incredible when Bruce Arians was there. He likes to throw to his running backs. So I think if – you know, Le'Veon Bell would make a lot of sense in Bruce Arians' offense. So that could be a place where he lands. So I like most of their offense with Bruce Arians there. I, I think the running game will get better. But I do think the tight end might take a step back. Yeah, his offenses are traditionally fire off downfield. So yes. I think Mike Evans is going – I mean, actually also you can say Jameis if, if – Yeah. If this is what we're going to find out because there's been a lot of questions about him. This year we find out who Jameis is. If he can't make it work under one of these offenses that's yeah. tailored to a quarterback getting it downfield, then I don't know if he ever will. And it makes sense, right? Remember when Carson Palmer at the end of his career was with Bruce Arians in Arizona? You know, big arm quarterback that can really, you know, push the ball down the field. I think that plays to Jameis's strengths. He's got a real big arm, so we'll see if they they use that to push it down the field and I think that'll help them out. And let's face it, that division every year it's a different team that typically wins, you know, the Falcons are good and then they're bad and you know, this year the Saints are fantastic, but you know, we'll see next year who knows. Will Drew Brees even be there? And the OC's left which no? Yes, left which is I believe is going to be calling plays. Yeah, and then I, th I believe Ari Arian said he will still have his his hands in it some, but I mean, left, which is not a bad, I mean, yeah. he, they've been together. Uh, uh, it's, I think it, things are looking up in Tampa, especially coming into this year, how they were looking. And I agree. I like the hiring. I, I do too. I think it's a good hire. They made him take a physical, which makes sense, right? Cause he's a little older. He's had some health issues, but it looks like everything's good. Now at the same, we're, we've been talking about Bruce Arians and the Cardinals. So let's flip it over to the Cardinals and talk about Cliff Kingsbury the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And I like this hire because I think 
I think it's really good for David Johnson. Let, let's face it, he wasn't that great this year. You know, he had a down year. But if you look at Kingsbury's history at Texas Tech, he usually, you know, he uses his running backs. He gets them the ball. So I think this is really good for David Johnson. And I also think, you know, who knows what they're going to do at quarterback. But I think it's good for Christian Kirk because he likes kind of those smaller, fast receivers. Kingsbury does. So I think Christian Kirk could have a nice uptick in Arizona. So I like the hire there as well. I I don't know overall how he's going to do, but at least he's been a head coach. You know, at least Kingsbury has been a head coach. He's done this before, so he has some experience. I think it's going to be good for their offense. So I like that hire for fantasy football. What does it do for – I guess the copycat league that is the NFL, did they do this searching for the next Sean McVay? Oh, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's got to be, right? Yeah, and I thought Kingsbury would have been a – I was thinking he might go to the Packers. You know, yeah. I was thinking that would make a lot of sense, him with Aaron Rodgers. They went with Matt LaFleur, which I think I think it'll end up being a pretty good hire there. He's – you know, he worked with uh, Shanahan. He, you know, he worked with McVay. He was the offensive coordinator. Yeah, well, I think with the Fleur, a lot of people were looking like what he did as an offensive coordinator with Tennessee, which wasn't too good. But you have to remember, he also worked with Jared Goff, and then he was also there in Atlanta when Matt Ryan yeah. won his MVP. So that hiring is a little more about the quarterback than it really was what he did offensively. I, I agree. So I, I like that hire for them. I, you know, Josh McDaniels would have made some sense there, but it looks like he's not leaving the Patriots. Yeah, is he ever, ever going to take a job? I feel like every year he could take a head coaching job, and he still just goes back to New England. He does. I, I guess he's got some kind of deal with Belichick where he thinks he's going to take over, but... I don't know. And what he did to the Colts, you know, changing his mind at the last minute. That was crucial. Yeah. You know, are you feeling really good about hiring him? You know, can you really trust this guy? And the Colts kind of lucked out. And what does the Kingsbury hiring do for the first pick of the draft or their 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 pick? Because you know how everyone's coming out with the video where he said he would have took Murray, Tyler Murray. But is that going to happen now that he has the keys? Maybe Adam Schefter said it's not crazy to think that. You know, they might end up trading their quarterback and, and we say, taking Murray. We say copycat league, and the last the quarterbacks that have, you know, that have yeah. shined as of late, you think that a, there's a franchise out there looking to, to grab a quarterback. Don't get me wrong. This one's going to have different tools and different skill set than any of them because his height. Yeah, but 5'9". I mean, I'm so curious to see what Cardinals he does. Cardinals would be tripping if they were to chase Rosen for Kyler Murray. And look, I love Kyler Murray. Okay? He played at A&M, but they're tripping if they do that. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry. Crazy. I'm not on board with that. I mean, yeah. and, and me neither. If, say they didn't have Rosen, maybe, but still, it's, it's hard to put... Kyler Murray is your faith in something that you haven't seen with such a small guy, and I mean, and, and running at that, I, mean, yeah. I got a feeling if he gets hit full speed, he he might be in pieces out there. I, I agree, but Lance Zerline, I heard him on the morning show the other day. He's right, like the the traditional height, weight, speed that NFL has had in years past, it's kind of out the window. You know, these GMs they're taking outliers now. They're drafting these guys. Yeah, right. for sure. Who's a better ball thrower, Baker or last year Baker? Like say college Baker. Or Murray. Murray could throw the ball, too. You're right. I'm leaning Baker just because of the size. You know, I'm a big height, weight, speed guy. That that's that matters to me. They, they have results for the size of guys that work in the league and the size of guys that don't. And I'm going to go in the, you know, the safer category. But, yeah, if you want to take a big swing, Murray's that guy. He, could, he looks like Russell Wilson, but he's smaller. Talking about big swings. Next segment. Holly brings her bat out. She says she was bringing a bat, and and the Eagles are taking the cash whenever they play today in New Orleans. Coming up next, Holly, her picks. What does she got going for us? It's it's Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5.